You're listening to The Wedding Whisperer with Sarah Burton of Simply Love Studio in Lexington, Kentucky. On today's episode, I am going to be chatting with Evan Barnett with Evan Lucian Salon. Evan is based in Frankfurt, and she is a licensed cosmetologist, and we are going to talk all things wedding hair and makeup. A lot of times in the beginning planning stages of when I'm meeting with couples, they have hair and makeup on the brain. And I'm like, we've, we've got to do some things before we get to hair and makeup. We need to get a dress. We need to know how many bridesmaids we're going to have. But it's something fun. And you can look at pictures all day long on Pinterest and Instagram. So I know it's always on your brain. So we are just going to dive headfirst into wedding hair and makeup today. Evan, thank you so much for joining me. We are sitting here in your salon in Frankfurt. Yes, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. So tell me, how long have you been a licensed cosmetologist? I've been doing this for 17 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, yes. And then um, seven years doing the weddings. Okay. So what yeah. made you kind of want to start doing weddings? Because I know some cosmetologists are very anti-wedding. So I've always done weddings dibbled and dabbled um, with my clients and that kind of thing. And then I had actually met somebody at a hair show um, in a Columbus one time. Her name is um, Jen. And we just met at one of the like booths and we connected, got each other's socials and phone numbers. And then she just approached me when I got back and was like, hey, I work for this agency. Um, I really think you should try it. Um, they do airbrush, yada, yada. And I was kind of like very hesitant at first. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know anything about airbrush. And then here we are seven years later. So um, it's it's been really good. Um, the agency was a really good foundation for me. Um, it really got me out there into different um, venues and different locations and working with different skin tones and hair types and everything. So I just got really comfortable and it really did help my confidence getting into that realm. And talking about agencies, there are several agencies, I guess it's probably the word that you all use in your world in Lexington. I think, I don't think a lot of people or a lot of couples actually realize their agencies per se. They're kind of under a brand name. And so that is something that couples or specifically brides getting their hair and makeup done will want to ask when they are looking at vendors is who is going to be with me on the wedding day or when will I find that out? Um, probably at the trial, maybe before. So that is something, but whenever a bride reaches out to you, it is you that is going to be responding to the email or to the text message. And it's going to be you there on the wedding day. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Depending on how many people they have in their party and what time they need to get started will help me determine um, who I need to bring on um, for that day. Okay. I will have a picture of you up um, with a graphic talking mm -hmm. about the podcast. And one of the first noticeable things mm -hmm. is going to be, is it rose gold? Hair? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Rose gold. Like, I think yeah. We're yeah. yeah. We call it rose gold, pink, whatever. Um, yes. It, I've had it for about five years now. And I really do feel like it's part of my brand because now people, if they do see me out, they kind of recognize like, oh, the girl with the pink hair, that rose gold hair. Um, I've even had brides tell me the reason they booked me was because I looked fun um, having the different hair colors. So 
Um, I've thought about doing purple or something like that, but I really just stick with the rose gold because I feel like it is, it suits me. And like the first time I saw you in person, I was like, oh, that's Evan because yeah. I knew your hair from social media. Yeah. So it works. It's always just fun to have something different and non traditional. And I think that speaks a lot about like who you are as a person. I think it's very true representative of who you are. So. Yes. Um, so talking about wedding hair and makeup, when brides are planning, they want to try and cut expenses anywhere they can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will have them say that, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup, so I'd rather wear, you know, do my own makeup on the wedding day, or I don't want anything super fancy. Uh, But I always encourage a professional hair makeup artist. Obviously, I encourage that, but tell me why you encourage that first i think that we really know what works for that day um as far as like the weather and then working with photography we know what products work with flashback we know um what we might need to do to the hair if it's you know say it's sprinkling or say it's really humid outside um we just know what will do well with those elements and to a lot of times I think if a bride wants to do it herself, she doesn't realize, A, how long it's going to take, B, how many products she's going to have to buy to get the look, even if it is a natural look, how much that's really going to take. And you talked about the shining and the flashing. I know photographers talk about that a lot. They can tell when they go to edit if they, if you know, it was done professionally based on the shine and everything. And then two, especially if it is a hot June or August day, the hair products, I can buy the same hair products that you tell me to buy, but I don't know how to use those properly. So if you using them on my hair is going to keep it from frizzing, every bride is in 90% of the pictures. And so, yes, you can still get the natural look with a professional artist. So, and one of the things that um, we always encourage is a trial. Tell me a little bit about your process of a wedding makeup and or hair trial. Okay. The trials are um, pretty in-depth. As far as timing goes, as soon as they can come, the better. But, I mean, of course, we have some brides that are from out of state or their schedule just doesn't allow it. Um, So, in a perfect world, we could say three months out. Also say they're getting married in September, well, then could you come the year before in September and see how that kind of works with the weather of your, per se, wedding day? But going back to whatever we can work with would be great. How long do trials normally last? Trials are about two to two and a half hours, depending on how much we talk. Wow, okay. Yeah, Um. well, that's for hair and makeup. Okay. So an hour for hair, an hour for makeup. And I usually give us about 30 minutes, just a cushion room in case we get to talking. I mean, getting into detail and stuff. So you want them to bring pictures with them? Oh, yes. So inspiration pictures. Um, I really want them to focus on like what skin tone they have, like looking at pictures for their skin tone, their hair type. Of course, before I've had brides come in with, um, they'll have dark hair and they'll bring in a blonde haired picture. That's I mean, okay, yeah, we can talk it through, but visually, I think it's just good for them to look at their hair tone because blondes are going to look totally different 
as far as the hairstyle goes, especially when you get into braids and twists. If you don't have any highlights in your hair, sometimes that's hard to um, to visualize. And then as far as makeup goes, if you kind of look at your skin tone and because like a gold shimmer might not look on good on the one person, but the other person it will um, stuff that flatters them. I also encourage them to bring in photos of themselves Usually they have one on their phone and then either with just everyday makeup or if they've had their hair and makeup done professionally, just so I can see what type of coverage they're used to, um, what they're comfortable with and stuff like that. And then for a bride, do you help her choose between like an airbrush and a traditional foundation or do you typically just do an airbrush? I will typically just do an airbrush. I have had um, where we've used, they've went and bought a certain foundation and we will use that and maybe I just do like a slight blow over of the airbrush um but typically everybody has loved it so far so um and it's performed performed really well um I've seen it in, at the end of August when it's like 90 degrees outside and it has just done phenomenal I'm personally a big fan of airbrush it just I've had it done at eight o'clock in the morning and at nine o'clock at night it is still flawless and if I could get it done every single day of the week, I absolutely would. I just, I can't say nothing about it. Right. It does work good. And so when we're talking about the trial, how do you recommend a bride prep her hair leading up to the wedding day when it comes to cut and color, maybe extensions? What recommendations do you have for that? Um, if there is some drastic changes they want to make the sooner the better with that um either their hairstylist or whoever's doing their hair will have hopefully a game plan like say if somebody has light brown hair and they're wanting to do highlights then they probably want to start like you know six months out um but if they're just wanting to like refresh their hair and they're already with a stylist established then they could do it two weeks before that way they don't have a lot of the grow out and um stuff like that but anything drastic always the sooner the better and then maybe not do anything too drastic until maybe after the wedding unless that's just something they they want to do and then if they're thinking about clipping extensions do you do that typically during a trial yes yes so there's clip-ins there's halos and then there's also the hand-tied method um clip-ins are the easiest they can just like get those online and bring them in sometimes they'll have their hairstylist or hair colorist match their hair with them um, I can always give suggestions and send them links. Um, and then we will go over that with a trial. And um, it does take more time with the hair extension. So we always allot for that too. And then you also do like the hand-tied extension. Yes, the hand-tied. And so if they want that for their wedding, when should they get those done? I would say like a month before or maybe, you know, a yeah, it's kind of hard to say because it just depends on the person and what their time frame. I mean, ideally, it could be like six weeks before. And then sometimes they'll keep it a few months after just to enjoy it for the honeymoon and then um, whatever they have going on afterwards. And of course, the opposite of that is some of the TikTok trends we've seen where the bride actually chops off all of her hair after the ceremony before going into the reception. Yes, I yes. To do that I haven't gone to do that yet. And I'm hoping that I will before the end of the year because that was pretty cool. Um, 
No, yeah, that that is so funny. And a lot of times when I meet with brides, I'm like, I can tell you're growing your hair hair out for the wedding day. Yes. And so like it'll be two weeks or three weeks after the wedding and I'll see on social media where they've chopped it off. Oh yes, yes. And that's another misconception too with length. I mean, you don't have to have hair all the way down your back to have a beautiful updo or hairstyle, but um it is good to kind of have that conversation with your artist to see like what a good place is to have the hair. Okay. And then one of the things that the feedback that I get from brides in our meeting is the broad range of pricing when it comes to hair and makeup in Lexington. We have some stylists like you who offer hair and makeup, and we have some that just offer hair or makeup. And then I think when it comes to the least expensive option, we have some of the dry bars that will do like a dry style, or um, you can go in and do like a full blowout, which is probably the 75 to 100 range for just the blowout. Um, and then it goes up from there. Why do you think that there's such a broad range when it comes to pricing? Um, I think it comes down to like the experience, like maybe how long the stylist or the artist has been working um, in the industry. A lot of it is the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. Some people have a storefront. Some people just work out of their home. Um, some people are just commissioned, like the dry bars. They're typically commissioned oh stylists. And um, yeah, so I think it just in the demographic, mm-hmm. like where they're located, because um, some will tra- um, charge for travel. Some won't. Some It depends on how much mileage you have, that kind of thing. So. And then let's talk a little bit about your pricing just kind of overall for a bride, we'll say 2024, that needs hair and makeup. And we're going to just, for scenario purposes, say that she also has a bridal party that will be getting hair and makeup done as well. What would you say that she could or should budget for that if she wanted to work with you? I just want to try to give brides just an idea of what they can put in their budget sheet to plan so 400 for that's the trial for for the bride and the day of hair makeup okay so that's a yeah and then what does a bridesmaid run if she also wants to do hair and makeup Uh, 180 180 okay and that's for hair and makeup yes okay and then um i know a lot of times Mother of the bride may get hair and makeup, hair and or makeup done. Um, the groom's mother sometimes does as well. Sometimes grandmother. Um, sometimes we have flower girls. So it really just depends. And um, I know that you said you have a few stylists that will work with you depending on the number that is going to have services that day and how long you have to get it done. Because that ultimately depends on what time the ceremony is. If there's going to be a first look, what time pictures need to happen. So much goes into those logistics. Um, And talking about getting ready, I know that you, probably 5% of the time, go to the venue um, or to Mm -hmm. the bride for when she's getting her hair makeup done the day of. What are some of the most popular venues that you go to? And what's a venue that you really like going to? A lot of them are at the Marriott. I I enjoy the Marriott. I feel like it's easy to get in and out of. The lighting is really good at the Marriott's, um, the one at the Griffin Gate and the downtown one. The Hilton has been nice, too. I've done a lot at the gallery in Versailles. They're they're sweet. Yeah, it is really beautiful. Um, So we do those. And then the barn at McCall Springs, um, it's. I think it's in, towards Harrodsburg yes. in Harrodsburg. Yeah. So her place is set up really nicely okay. for the getting ready space. 
lighting has a lot to do with it and just the space. Okay. And I know training with 21C also has a few rooms there that are literally to die for. Yes. And then one of the things I wanted to ask is kind of like your holy grail in your, your makeup kit. What is one thing like on a wedding day that you could not live without? I mean, I definitely love having the setting sprays. Those help a lot with all the different climates. You definitely, I want to have my moisturizer. I use um, Embryolis. That's usually a good brand that just works well on everybody. I also have to have my hydrating iPads. That's like my little signature now I have learned. Um, I actually had Danny um, that's getting married this weekend. She actually said she's been in a lot of weddings. And she said, Evan, that's one thing that you have done that's really stood out. And I was like, I really appreciate that because it's just a simple thing. I mean, but it is nice because it is hydrating. It feels good. And it also helps with the fallout of the eyeshadow. So like, because I always start with the eyes first. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of like, I've got to have those in my kit for sure. And then of course the airbrush, I always have that. And I feel like it's going to work well on everybody from younger to older. Okay. And then typically on a Saturday, will you just do one wedding or do you try to maybe squeeze in two? Oh, yes, I definitely do not. I'm not brave enough to do that. Um, now, since proms are coming up, I will maybe do like one person after a wedding. They, they already kind of know like, hey, I'll meet you there. And, um, but I couldn't do much more than that. Okay. That always kind of made me nervous. Oh, and, yeah. Because you never know. Logistics and like I had slow traffic on my way to meet Evan today that I wasn't planning for. So you just never know. No. So that's always one question you do want to ask your hair and makeup artist is, will you be the only wedding that day or will they have to get you in at a certain time so that they can get to somewhere else? And going back to places where um, you've been to do weddings, I'm a big fan of the bride getting hair and makeup done at the venue that she is going to be having the wedding at, mm -hmm. if at all possible. Yes. Um, my goal is to keep the bride from moving the least amount of times possible because, again, so many things can happen. Stuff can slow you down. Bring lunch in that day. Everybody just hangs out and chills and enjoys the day. So, no, you don't have to have professional hair and makeup done. Is it something I recommend you do? Absolutely, 100%. And even if it is just the bride that gets hair and makeup and your bridesmaids, either you don't want to pay for it or they don't want to pay for it. Um, I know there's no etiquette for that at this point. Sometimes brides will ask them to pay for one or the other um, or give them the option. So honestly, as long as the bride has professional hair and makeup done, I'm not as worried about the bridesmaids. But if it is an option and it fits in the budget, absolutely do that. So. Evan, is there any final advice you would give to brides looking for a hair and makeup artist? Do your research. Um, I think, all, you know, having a website and having a social media presence and just connect with them and see if you vibe. Because, I mean, honestly, I feel like the vibe is so important. I mean, they're going to be with you all day that day. And um, if y'all are not clicking, then, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a, such a special day and I love being a part of it. So it just, it's, it's an awesome thing. So yeah, if they can do that, that would be. And is it okay to do a trial before you actually book them for the wedding day? Yes. I mean, as long as timing allows it now, I mean, the only thing is a lot of artists, we don't do a soft hold. 
Um, so like, say you have a trial, then you have, it gets kind of a little sticky with that situation. So, but I mean, if they, if they're a year and a half out, then of course, or a year out, that could even be a possibility. But those, of course, those September and October dates, those really, um, book up pretty fast. And a lot of them will just go on and hold that, um, pay that booking, um, hold. Okay. And what is your, like, it's $50. Okay. And it's non-transferable. That's just for me. Cause I, I usually allow them to have my phone number and we will text back and forth. And I like to get on a phone call with them and sometimes even a video chat before okay. we even, um, move forward just so we can, um, kind of fill each other out. Okay. Perfect. So if you want to get some inspiration, you can yes. head over to Evan's social media. She has a website. Um, she's great to work with. I'm actually sitting here getting ready to get some services done once I am done with the podcast today. So I'm a big fan of Evan. We've been working together for probably three-ish years now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my yes. brides have loved her. Um, she is definitely booking up quicker now than she ever has been, which is amazing. I just wanted to say thank you so much for chatting yes. here and makeup today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and you have been a great addition to our wedding community. And I'm awesome. so excited that you, you wanted to do weddings. Thank you. For more information about Simply Love Studio or to schedule your wedding consultation, go to simplylovestudio.com.